Greetings. Welcome to today's meeting. I'm Fernando, alcoholic. Let us open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Accepting our humanities, April the 3rd. We finally saw that the inventory should be ours, not the other man's, so we admitted our wrongs honestly and became willing to s- set these matters straight. As Bill sees it, page 222. Why is it that the alcoholic is so unwilling to accept responsibility? I used to drink because of the things that other people did to me. Once I came to AA, I was told to look at where I had been wrong. What did I have to do with all these different matters? When I simply accepted what I had a part in them, I was able to put it on paper and see it for what it was humanness. I am not expected to be perfect. I have made errors before and I will make them again. To be honest about them allows me to accept them and myself and those with whom I had the differences. From there, recovery is just a short distance away. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. Accepting my humanity, humanness, was one of the toughest things I ever did. And that's, don't take yourself too seriously, one day at a time. Easy does it. Uh, First things first, live and let live. All those uh, can help me with my humanity. Let's go ahead and move back to uh, the second Character building, April the 2nd. Demands made upon other people for too much attention, protection, and love can only invite domination or revulsion. 12 Steps and 12 Editions, page 44. When I uncovered my need for approval in the fourth step, I didn't think it should rank as a character defect. I wanted to think of it more as an asset, that is, the desire to please people. It was quickly pointed out to me that this need can be very crippling. Today, I still enjoy getting the approval of others, but I am not willing to pay the price I used to pay to get it. I will not bend myself into a presso to get others to like me. If I get your approval, that's fine. But if I don't, I will survive without it. I am responsible for speaking with what I perceive to be the truth, not what I think others may want to hear. Similarity, my false pride always kept me overly concerned about my reputations. Since being enlightened in the AA program, my aim is to improve my character. I'm Fernando Alcoholic, and yes, I went through that today. I had to speak up. Um, there was a crosstalk. I, talking to newcomers in the group is a violation of the traditions that was a crosstalk, talking one-on-one and ignoring the rest of the uh, the meeting. So I had to say something, and we had a vote on it, and we got the vote in. That cross is not to single out, especially new people, and start talking to them and pointing fingers and giving them advice. Unsolicited advice is a big problem in AA, and is usually... Uh, us guys with a lot of decades of sobriety, when we're tired of our own baloney, we want to pick on other people. Moving right along. So I apologize for when I done it. Character building is uh, 
uh, what I'm after. Reproofs and instructions are a way of life. April the 1st. Made a searching and fearless moment inventory of ourselves. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 42. Step 4 is the vigorous and painstaking effort to discover what the liabilities in each of us have been and are. I want to find exactly how, when, and where my natural desires have warped me. I wish to look squarely at the unhappiness this has caused others and myself. By discovering what my emotional deformities are, I can move towards their correction without a willing and persistent effort to do this. There can be little sobriety or contentment for me. To resolve ambivalent feelings, I need to feel a strong and helpful sense of myself, such as an awareness doesn't happen overnight, and no one's safe self-awareness is permanent. Everyone has the capacity for growth and for self-awareness. Through an honest encounter with reality, when not only avoid issues but meet them directly, always trying to resolve them, they become fewer and fewer. When I don't avoid issues. Uh, one of the things that my sponsor, Fernando Alcoholic, the fact is of doing a, a column, it says a moral uh, inventory. It doesn't say evil and it doesn't say good. A moral inventory. And also, too, we got good qualities that we shall not try to diminish. Some of us are thoughtful, uh, helpful, uh, uh, aware, wise, and kind. And we should list those things, too. Right alongside uh, the ones where we need help with. One of the ones that I need help with is judgment and uh Losing uh, hope and being critical, uh, not keeping a believing alive by not reading, by not working on myself. The other one is being overly enthusiastic and not knowing the facts, moving forward. So in all, we thank God that we have room for growth, that we are directly becoming, uh, we're still developing more and more. And moving forward in this program. All right, now, let's go ahead and move over to the, what, uh, the Proverbs, the book of Proverbs has to say. I'm going to go ahead and try to read the, the three verses we read today, the the Proverbs 1, 2, and 3. I think they're all connected and 4 is connected. So here we go. Please hang in there. The prologue. prologue. Here are kingdom revelations, words to live by, and words of wisdom given to empower you to reign in life. Written as a proverb by Israel King Solomon, David's son. Within these sayings will be found the revelations of wisdom and the impartation of spiritual understanding. Use them as keys to unlock the treasures of true knowledge. Those who cling to those words will receive discipline to demonstrate wisdom in every relation. Those who cling to these words will receive discipline to demonstrate wisdom in every relation, and to choose what is right and just and fair. 
These proverbs will give you great skill to teach the immature and make them wise, to give youth the understanding of their design and destiny. For the wise, these proverbs will make you even wiser. And for those with discernment, you will be able to acquire brilliant strategies for leadership. These kingdom revelations will break upon your understanding to unveil the deeper meaning of parables, poetic riddles, and epigrams, and to unravel the words and enigmas of the wise. We cross the threshold of true knowledge when we live in obedient devotion to God. Stubborn know-it-alls will never stop to do this, for they scorn true wisdom and knowledge. Pay close attention, my child, to your father's wise words, and never forget your mother's instructions, for their insight will bring you success, adorning you with grace filled with thoughts and giving you reins to guide your decision. When peer pressure compels you to, to go with the crowd and sinners invite you to join in, you must simply say no. When the gang says, we're going to go steal and kill and get away with it. We'll take down the rich and rob them. We'll swallow them up alive and take what we want from whomever we want. Then we'll take their treasures and fill our homes with loot. So come on and join us. Take your chances with us. We'll divide up all we get. We'll each end up with big bags of cash. My son refused to go with them and stay far away from them. For crime is their way of life and bloodshed their specialty. To be aware of their snare is the best way to es of escape. They'll resort to murder to steal their victims' assets. But eventually it will be their own lives that are ambushed. In their ungodly disrespect for God, they'll bring destruction on their own lives. Wisdom praises our song in the streets and celebrated far and wide. Yet wisdom songs is not always heard in the halls of higher learning, but in the hustle and bustle of everyday life. Its lyrics can always be heard about the din of the crowd. You will hear wisdom's warnings as she preaches courageously to those who stop to listen. Foolish ones, how much longer will you cling to your deception? How much longer will you mock wisdom? You cynical scorners who fight the facts. You cynical scorners who fight the facts. Come back to your senses and be restored to reality. Don't even think about refusing my rebuke. Don't you know that I am ready to pour out my spirit of wisdom upon you and bring to you the revelation of my words that will make your heart wise. I call to you over and over. Still, you refuse to come to me. I pleaded with you again and again. Yet you turn a deaf ear to me. Because you have laughed at my counsel and have insisted on continuing in your own stubbornness, I will laugh when your calamity comes and will turn away from you at the time of your disaster. Make a joke of my advice, will you? Then I'll make a joke out of you. When the storm clouds of terror gather over your head, when dread and distress consumes you, and you, your catastrophe comes like a hurricane, you will cry out to me, but I won't answer. Then it will be late to expect my help. When this desperation drives you to search for me, I will be nowhere to be found. 
because you have turned up your nose at me and closed your eyes to the facts and refused to worship me in all. Because you scoff at my wise counsel and laugh at my correction, now you will eat the bitter fruit of your own ways. You made your own bed, now lie in it, so how do you like that? Like an idiot, you turn away from me and chosen destruction instead. Your self-satisfying smugness will kill you, but the one who always listens to me will live undisturbed in a heavenly peace. From fear, from f- free from fear, confident, courageous, that one will rest unafraid and sheltered from the storms of life. My child, will you treasure my wisdom? Proverbs 2. Then and only then will you acquire it, and only if you accept my advice and hide it within will you succeed. So train your heart to listen when I speak, and open your spirit wide to expand your discernment. Then pass it on to your sons and daughters. Yes, cry out for comprehension and intercede for insight. For if you keep seeking it like a man would seek for sterling silver, searching it in hidden places for cherished treasure, then you will discover the fear of the Lord and find the true knowledge of God. Wisdom is a gift from a generous God, and every word he speaks is full of revelation and becomes a fountain of understanding within you. For the Lord has a hidden storehouse of wisdom made accessible to his godly ones. He becomes your personal bodyguard as you follow his ways, protecting and guarding you as you choose what is right. Then you will discover all that is just, proper, and fair and be empowered to make that right decision. If you walk into your destiny, when wisdom wins, your heart and revelation breaks in. True pleasure enters your soul. If you choose to follow good counsel, divine design will watch over you and understanding will protect you from making poor choices. It will rescue you from the, from evil in disguise and from those who speak duplicities, for they have left the path of righteousness and walk in the ways of darkness. They take pleasure when evil prospers and thoroughly enjoy a lifestyle of sin. But they're walking on a path nowhere, wandering away into deeper deception. Only wisdom can save you from the flattery of the promiscuous woman. She's such a smooth-talking seductress. She left her husband and has forgotten her wedding vows. You'll find her on the road to hell, and all the men who go through her doors will never come back to the place they were. They will find nothing but desolation and despair. Follow those who follow wisdom and stay on the right path. For all my godly lovers, seekers will enjoy life to the fullest and will inherit their destinies. But the treasure ones who love darkness will lose not only all they could have, but even their own souls. Proverbs 3. The Rewards of Wisdom. My child, if you truly want a long and satisfying life, never forget the things that I taught you. Follow closely every truth that I've given you. Then you will have a full and rewarding life. 
Hold on to loyal love and don't let go. And be faithful to all that you've been taught. Let your life be shaped by integrity with truth written upon your heart. That's how you will find favor and understanding with both God and man. You will gain the reputation of living life well. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate within him and whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all for wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. Then you will find the healing refreshment your body and spirit long for. Glorify God with all your wealth, honoring him with all your first fruits, with every increase that comes to you. Then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessings from an uncontainable source of inner joy. My child, when the Lord God speaks to you, never take his words lightly and never be upset when he corrects you. For the Father's discipline comes only from his passionate love and pleasure for you. Even when it seems like his correction is harsh, it's still better than any father on earth gives to his child. Blessings pour over the ones who find wisdom, for they have obtained living understanding. As wisdom increases, a great treasure is imparted, greater than many bars of refined gold. It is more valuable commodity than gold and gemstones, for there is nothing you desire that could compare to her. Wisdom extends to your long life in one hand and wealth and promotion in the other. Out of her mouth flows righteousness, and her words release both law and mercy. The way of wisdoms are sweet, always drawing you into the place of wholeness. Seek for her brings seeking for her brings a discovery of untold blessings, for she is the healing tree of life to those who taste her fruits. The Lord laid the earth's foundation with wisdom's blueprint. By his living understanding, all the universe came into being. By his divine revelations, he broke open the hidden foundations of the deep, bringing secret things to the surface as the mist of the night dripped down from heaven. My child, never drift off course from these two goals for your life, to walk in wisdom and to discover your purpose. They'll never forget how they empower you, for they strengthen you inside and out and inspire you to do what's right. You will be energized and refreshed by the healing they bring. They give you living hope to guide you, and not one of life's tests will cause you to stumble. You will sleep like a baby, safe and sound. Your rest will be sweet and secure. You will not be subject to terror, for it will not terrify you. Nor will the disrespectful be able to push you aside. Because God is your confidence in times of crisis, keeping your heart at rest in every situation. Why would you withhold payment on your debt when you have the ability to pay? Just do it. When your friend comes to ask you for a favor, why would you say, perhaps tomorrow? When you have the money right there in your pocket, help him today. Why would you hold a grudge in your heart towards your neighbor who lives right next door 
And why would you quarrel with those who have done nothing wrong to you? Is that a chip on your shoulders? Don't act like those bullies or learn their ways. Every violent thug is despised by the Lord, but every tender lover finds friendship with God and will hear his intimate secrets. The wicked walk under God's constant curse, but the righteous walk under a stream of his blessings, for they seek to do what is right. If you walk with the mockery, you will learn to mock. But God's grace and favor flows to the meek. Stubborn fools fill their lives with disgrace, but glory and honor rest upon the wise. Proverbs 4, A Father's Instruction Listen to my correction, my sons, for I speak to you as your father. Let discernment enter your heart, and you will grow wise with the understanding I impart. My revelation truth is a gift to you, so remain faithful to my instructions. For I too was once the delight of my father and cherished by my mother, their beloved child. Then my father taught me, saying, Never forget my words. If you do everything that I teach you, you will reign in life. So make wisdom your quest. Search for the revelation of life meaning. Don't let what I say go in in one year and out the other. Stick with wisdom and she will stick to you, protecting you throughout your days. She will rescue all those who passionately listen to her voice. Wisdom is the most valuable commodity, so buy it. Revelation knowledge is what you need, so invest in it. Wisdom will exalt you when you exalt her truth. She will lead you to honor and favor when you live your life by her insights. You will be adorned with beauty and grace and wisdom. Glory will wrap itself around you, making you victorious in the race. My son, if you will take the time to stop and listen to me and embrace what I say, you will live a long and happy life, full of understanding in every way. I have taken you by the hand in wisdom's ways, pointing you to the path of integrity. Your progress will have no limits when you come along with me, and you will never stumble as you walk along the way. So receive my correction, no matter how hard it is to swallow, for wisdom will snap you back into place. Her words will be invigorating life to you. Do not deter into darkness or even set foot on the path. Stay away from it. Don't even go there. For troublemakers are restless if they are not involved in evil. They are not satisfied until they have brought someone harm. They feed on darkness and drink until they're drunk on the wine of wickedness. But the seekers of God walk on the highway of light and their ways shine brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. But the wicked walk in thick darkness like those who travel in fog and yet don't have a clue why they keep stumbling. Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you and pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. 
Then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellsprings of life. Avoid dishonest speech and pretentious words. Be free from using perverse words no matter what. Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose looking straight ahead. Ignore life's destructions. Watch where you're going. Stick to the path of truth and the road will be made safe and smooth before you. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked for even a moment or take the detour that leads to darkness. Amen. Let's pray. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you. Grant me the strength as I go off from here and to do your bidding. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working. Good morning, family. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Fernando. I am an alcoholic. Today's podcast is about power to survive, power to think, power to overcome our addictions, and power to keep discouragement at bay. We can do this together. High five to you. Good morning. Let's go ahead and open with the Lord's Prayer. Yep, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Welcome to today's session, quick session. I'll try to get 10 minutes in and get some readings in and a little bit of my opinion of my experience, strength, and hope. I'm asking you to be good. I'm asking you to be good at recovery and pass the message, to be example. I am asking you to be of service. Take up a commitment. Yep, have the courage to take that secretary job in that crazy place. You'll fit just right in with your joy, your honesty, and all the skills God has given you. Yep. Excuse me. I Here we go. I wanted to sneeze. <laughs> Page 116 of the 12 and 12. This is my one of my favorite sessions. And uh, I should have this. <laughs> Excuse me. Memorize. Yeah, it's early in the morning. It's only 5.30. It shouldn't be all that cold. Huh? Okay, on page 116 says, When we develop still more. Thank you for that blessing, by the way. When we develop still more, we discover the best possible source of emotional stability to be God himself. We found that dependence upon his perfect justice, 
forgiveness, and love was healthy, and that it will work where nothing else would. Amen. We'll stop right there because this paragraph is loaded on the 12 and 12 on page 116. When we develop still more, that's what we're doing now, we dis- we're discovering the, our best possible source or power of emotional stability to be God himself. We found that dependence upon his perfect justice, forgiveness, and love was healthy and that it will work where nothing else would. So when we turn our lives over to God on the third step, uh, we, we activate his justice that we're all, that we, his justice is to protect his mercy and his grace on top of us. Nope, that kid is forgiven. Nope, that kid gets a break. Nope, I have forgiven him. That's his justice. As opposed to me thinking, go after those enemies, Lord. Take everything they got and give it to me. No, he he performs his perfect justice with, with a view of love, forgiveness, and grace, leniency towards those who ask him, towards me. And his love and was healthy. That it, it was healthy. In other words, I stopped fretting. I stopped uh, being scared of the future. I, I started believing. The natural state that our God has made us is to believe. Alcohol, drugs, c- complaining, crying, uh, blaming others, laziness, YouTube, TikTok, takes away our believing mechanism. For some reason or another, we're required to to read a certain portion so we can activate belief. We're made with such a capacity to to receive information, and that's what our our minds. You know, they say we we're only using five percent of our brain, ten percent. Who gets the other ninety percent? I think. When we thank God, the other 90% goes into action. We're receiving mercy. We're recognizing the things he's doing. We're giving him credit. We're giving God the benefit of the doubt. When things don't look rosy, you know, we act in faith. Would you like God to give you the benefit of the doubt? A lot of us end up in the bar not giving God the benefit of the doubt, but we want the benefit of doubt for him. Well, he wrote it down on paper. He should do it, right? Excuse me. Okay, moving right along. Let's go ahead and read today's daily reflection because I am meddling. <laughs> Today, March 28. Equality. From Alcoholic Anonymous, page 563. Let's go ahead and pray again. So shift gears here. Let's get into the... I fast lane. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Daily Reflections Our membership ought to include all who suffer from alcoholism. Hence, we may refuse none who wish to recover. Nor ought AA membership ever depend upon money or conformity. Any two or three alcoholics gathered together for sobriety may call themselves an AA group, provided that, as a group, they have no other affiliation. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 563.
Prior to AA, I often felt that I didn't fit in with the people around me. Usually they had more or less money than I did, and my points of view didn't jive with theirs. The amount of prejudice I had experienced in society only proved to me just how phony some self-righteous people were. After joining AA, I found the way of life I had been searching for. In AA, no member is better than any other member. We're just alcoholics trying to recover from alcoholism. Amen. We we only come in for an hour and we can't change politics, situations, people's lives, people's lack of job, lack of motivation to get out there and get a job, lack of uh, trying to stop drinking. We just share that it were these words. I let these words in and they changed my life. I put other opinions of Trump and other people, I, you know, all the war, economic. I stopped saying problems and the problems diminished. I stopped going over things that were bugging me. And, I, and the blessing of God was in the meeting. The power to live right is in the meeting. It seems like we all ground ourselves to the power of God and God fixes our uh, our lives in a way that we we're feel satisfied, content, filled with with literature, filled with laughter and high five with others. In other words, AA makes us intelligent to uh, to go out there and spar with this world and to deal with people that don't have a problem. I had an individual that moved out on his own from a 12-step house, a recovery house, and they had a variety of a lot of people in there and living there with people without a strong membership to Alcoholic Anonymous can come up with all kinds of uh, biases. And he came with all these biases and all these ideas and so forth and wanted to talk to me about them. I said, oh, I grounded them right away. And I said, I said, I live in, in the 12 step and 12 traditions around because if we let the dam break, you know, we're not going to recover from the uh, alcoholism, from the disease of alcoholism. Anyway, I saw the person hang around more with us and the difference is, is blooming away from people that have biases other than the 12 steps, the 12 traditions, the 12 concepts, and helping others, or the triangle, service, unity, and uh, recovery. You know why the triangle works so good? Because the master, the master showed us how to wash someone else's feet. And when we go to a meeting, and we put a couple of dollars in and we're there fully clothed in our right mind, happy, joys, and content. Pre-prayered up, folks. I got I got the discouragement under control. I grounded it before I left the house. I'm walking in faith. I'm walking as if I'm a rich man. That the, and then those feelings. In other words, I changed today's realm by my feelings by believing and acting as, as, you know, all is well. And then eventually I'm able to see how to deal with the situations and go towards that picture that all is well. 
Amen. Anyway, uh, talking about that, any two or three are gathered together, can call themselves alcoholic uh, AA group. You know, there are millions and millions of groups that we break off on small sessions. We talk on the phone countless hours. We meet for coffee. We we go places and we hold the traditions and the steps over our heads as authority. And even households, even marriages, and even dealing with, with children and grandchildren, co-workers. The AA principles and having them turned on as a light source makes for good, makes for a good life. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for coming in today's podcast. If no one's told you they love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Give them heaven, listen to more music, sing songs. Uh, Don't take yourself too seriously. As long as you're in the program, seriously in the program, seriously have accomplished to do third step, turn your life and your will over to the care of God as I have done. In other words, I thank him for my problems. I thank him for my hiccups. I thank him for my wrong actions. I thank him when I stick my boot, steel boot in my mouth. I thank him. Let's pray out with the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Keep coming back, family. It's working. Welcome to today's meeting, Fernando Alcoholic. Let's go ahead and open it with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. March 25th, a full and thankful heart. I try hard to hold fast to the truth. Let a full and thankful heart cannot entertain great conceit. When brimming with gratitude, one's heartbeat must surely result in outgoing love, the finest emotion that we can ever know. I'll call it, Bill sees it, page 37, excuse me. I believe that we in Alcoholics Anonymous are fortunate in that we are constantly reminded of the need to be grateful and of how important gratitude is to our sobriety. I am truly grateful for the sobriety God has given me through the AA program, and I am glad I can give it back when what was given to me freely. I am grateful not only for sobriety, but for the quality of my life sobriety has brought. God has been gracious enough to give me sober days and a life blessed with peace and contentment, as well as the ability to give and receive love and the opportunity to serve others in our fellowship, my family, and my community. For all of this, I have a full and thankful heart. I'm Fernando, I'm alcoholic, and I agree with that message. It's the most important thing that that joy, as opposed to discouragement, that that enthusiasm as as opposed down in the mouth and negatively you know i choose this these words i choose this program 
I choose to exercise and work at a thankful heart. Sometimes I have it takes me three, four days to knock off the uh, the, the wave of discouragement that hit me. But thank God we, we have those tools and the opportunities and others. In the little 24-hour book, it says, Strength comes from coming to believe in a higher power that can help you. Amen. You can't define this higher power, but you can see how it helps other alcoholics. <clears throat> you hear them talk about it, and you begin to to get the idea yourself. You try praying in a quiet time each morning, and you begin to feel stronger, as though your prayers were heard. So you gradually come to believe there must be a power in the world outside yourself, which is stronger than you and to which you can turn for help. Am I receiving strength from the faith, my faith in a higher power? That's the question. Meditation for today. Spiritual development is achieved by daily persistence in living the way you believe God wants you to live. Like the wearing away of a stone by steady drops of water. So will will your daily persistence wear away all the difficulties and gain spiritual success for you? Never falter in this daily steady persistence. Go forward boldly and unafraid. God will help and strengthen you as long as you are trying to do His will. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may persist day by day in gaining spiritual experience. I pray that I may make this a lifetime work. Fernando, alcoholic, I agree with this message. And now a word from King Solomon, a 35-year-old book. For today, the 25th of March, he says, These are more proverbs of Solomon. They were gathered together by the men of Hezekiah, the king of Judah. When God hides a matter, he gets glory. When kings figure out a matter, they get glory. The heavens are high and the earth is deep. In the same way, the minds of kings are impossible to figure out. Remove the scum from the silver, then the masterwork can make something out of it. Remove ungodly officials from where the king is, then the king can make his throne secure because of the godliness around him. Don't brag in front of the king, and don't claim a place among his great men. Let the king say to you, come up here, that's better than for him to shame you in front of his nobles. What you have seen with your own eyes, don't bring too quickly to court. What will you do in the end if your neighbor puts you to shame? If you take your neighbor to court, don't tell others any secrets you promise to keep. Again, if you take your neighbor to court, don't tell others any secrets you promise to keep. There's for us sponsors, there's for us people in the the program. Keep it between ourselves. Don't let that stuff out. Talk about football. Talk about that you talked about football. You talked about basketball. You talked about cars. Anything else but the secrets you promised to keep. Keep a button on that button. Stop the flow of complaining and the contention will stop. 
speak good things. Make yourself speak good things. Say they're taking a college career. They're reading a book. Just say anything good other than replay the offense. This is about forgiveness and continue continue to seek God's uh, forgiveness and love for ourselves. And we should be able to let it out the other way too. (laughs) If you take your neighbor to court, don't tell others any secrets you promise to keep. If you do, someone might hear it and put you to shame and the charge against you will stand. The ruling, the right ruling at the right time is like golden apples in silver jewelry. A wise judge warning to a listening ear is like a gold earring or jewelry made of fine gold. A messenger trusted by the one who sent him is like a drink cooled by snow at harvest time. He renews the spirit of his matter. A person who brags about gifts never given is like a wind and clouds that don't produce rain. If you are patient, you can win an official over to your side. And gentle words can break a bone. If you find honey, eat just enough. If you eat too much of it, you will throw up. Don't go to your neighbor's home very often. If you see too much of you, they will hate you. Again, don't go to your sponsor's house and and act like they love you and drink coffee and, and bug them. If they see too much of you, they will hate you. That's why a lot of our relationships break up. You know, sponsees fall or go to their, you know, let them have their space. See them at the meeting. That's where we meet. That's where they're ready for us. Our sponsors, we see them at the meetings. A person who is false witness against a neighbor is like a club, a sword, or a sharp arrow. And amazing and if someone speaks bad about you they're like hitting you with a club in the head a sword or a sharp arrow so nevertheless all you know always be of service and uh, don't speak about the future in a way that people take it wrong if we're going to confess uh, like I thank you God I don't have a new truck say between you and God I am prophesying the future I am thanking God I don't have a good truck. <laughs> I don't have a new truck. It's just reminding God in a way that I'm thankful I have an old truck. And it gives him a hint that I want a new truck. Does that make sense? Well, if it works for me, then more power to me, right? If it works for you, more power to you. Trusting someone who is not faithful when trouble comes is like a broken tooth or a disabled foot. You may sing songs to a troubled heart, but that's like taking a coat away on a cold day. It's like pouring vinegar on a wound. In other words, be kind to people when they're hurting and cry with them and laugh with them and the whole bit. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. Now again, this is page 552 of the AA Big Book. Uh, to pray for our enemy uh, spiritually first before we give him water to drink and thirsty. We give him spiritual food. We, uh, 552, if you're angry with your enemy, you pray for, for his happiness, prosperity, or hers, and their happiness. 
but for 14 days. That's the AA program, folks. It's a suggestion. <laughs> By doing these, you will pile up burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. In other words, the person will be feel shame when they see you, because you have acted righteously. And on top of that, the Lord will reward you. It's all about rewards, folks. Like it doesn't seem at first like the rewards are working, but you got to stay at it, keep thanking God. It's like a north wind that brings rain you didn't expect is a crafty tongue that brings looks of shock. Whoa. It is better to live in a corner of a roof than to share a house with a nagging wife. Woohoo! Hearing a good news from a land far away is like drinking cold water when you are tired. That's why uh, proclaiming good news and what God's remarkable things has done or good plans in the rooms brings good good uh, cold water to a listening ear. You know, refreshes people that God is on charge and progress is going on. And for instance, uh, a lady came to, she comes to the meeting, she's going to have 10 years sobriety, and she always talks about God, her best friend. And she was a little uh, on the downside. I said, what's happening? She goes, oh, my, the lady I take care of and uh, they, they provide my needs uh, is, is in the hospital. Looks like she's going to die. She goes, I'm going to need a new person. And I said, hey, I just got a, a text from a, another lady. They're looking for someone. And she didn't even have to uh, pray and seek God. God just provided for her. I gave her the number. They hooked up. And she got another living lady that she can work with. You know, take care of her, go to the store, take her to the doctor. Hearing good news from a land far away is like drinking cold water when you're tired. Sometimes godly people give in to those who are evil, and they become like a muddy spring, water in a polluted water. That's why it's important that you, two, two on one, two on one, a sponsor and a sponsee go to see a drinking one, a person that's uh, the compassion of the reception will be rewarded by the recipient when two people don't go by yourself to see the people drinking and try to convince them to go to AA or they're using or they're always take somebody with you sometimes godly people give in to those who are evil and they become like muddy springs water if you're a muddy spring water right now and you're a polluted well start thanking God that you're a polluted well and He'll pull you out. Just start thanking God for the junk around you that, you, that you dropped your guard. He'll forgive you, and he'll pick you up and clean you up. And you'll become better by understanding, maybe even write a book about jumping in the water, in the muddy water head first. <laughs> it isn't good for you to eat too much honey, and you shouldn't try to search out matters too deep for you. In other words, easy does it, simple Keep it simple, our lives. Keep it simple. A person without self-control is like a city whose walls are broken through. I salute the people that have self-control in food and cigarettes and mouth and conduct and household and all those things. Because as more the years go, the less time there is to to have maintenance, but even have self-control. It's a beautiful thing. I love you. God bless you. Let's go ahead and pray out with the Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working. Thank you for stopping by today. We're going to be reading the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, Chapter 11, or Step 11, page 96 of that 12 and 12, as it's it's known. Let's pray. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. All right. Amen. Here we go. Step 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him. Praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Prayer and meditation are our principal means of conscious contact with God. We A's are active folks enjoying the satisfaction of dealing with the realities of life usually for the first time in our lives, and strenuously trying to help the next alcoholic who comes along. So it isn't surprising that we often tend to slight serious meditation and prayer as something not really necessary. To be sure, we feel it is something that might help us to meet an occasional emergency. But at first, many of us are apt to regard it as a somewhat mysterious skill of clergymen from which we may hope to get a second-hand benefit, or perhaps we don't believe in these things at all. To certain newcomers and to those one-time agnostic who still cling to the idea, who still cling to the AA group as their higher power, claim for that power of prayer may, despite all the logic and experience and proof of it, still be unconvincing or quite objectionable. Those of us who once felt this way can certainly understand and sympathize. We well remember how something deep inside of us kept rebelling against the idea of bowing before any god. Many of us had strong logic too, which proved there was no god whatever. What about all the accidents, sickness, cruelty, and injustice in the world? What about all those unhappy lives which were the direct results of unfortunate birth and uncontrollable circumstances? Surely there could be no justice in this scheme of things, and therefore no God at all. Sometimes we took a slightly different tack. Sure, we said to ourselves, the hen probably did come before the egg. No doubt the universe had a first cause of some sort. The God of the atom may be hot and cold by turns, but certainly there wasn't any evidence of a God who knew or cared about human beings. We like AA all right, and we're quick to say that it had done miracles. But we recoil from meditation and prayer as obstinately as a scientist who refuses to perform a certain experience lest it prove his pet theory wrong. Of course, we finally did experiment, and when unexpected results follow, we felt different. In fact, we knew different, and so we were sold on meditation and prayer. And that, we have found, can happen to anybody who tries. It has been well said that almost the only scoffer at prayer are those who never tried it enough. 
Those of us who have come to make regular use of prayer would no more do without it than we should refuse air, food, or sunshine. And for the same reason, when we refuse air, light, or food, the body suffers. And when we turn away from the meditation and prayer, we likewise deprive our minds and emotions of our and our intuitions of vitality needed support. As the body can fail its purpose for lack of nourishment, so can the soul. We all need the light of God's reality, the nourishment of His strength, and the atmosphere of His grace. To an amazing extent, the facts of AA's life confirms this ageless truth. There is a direct linkage among self-examination, meditation, and prayer. Taken separately, these practices can bring much relief and benefit. But when they are logically related and interwoven, the result is an unshakable foundation for life. Now and then, we may be granted a glimpse of that ultimate reality, which is God's kingdom. And we will be comforted and assured that our own destiny in that realm will be secure for so long as we try, however faltering, to find and do the will of our own Creator. As we have seen, self-searching is the means by which we bring new vision, action, and grace to bear upon the dark and negative sides of our natures. It is a step in the development of that kind of humility that makes it possible for us to receive God's help. Yet it is only a step. We will want to go further. We will want the good that is in all of us, even in the worst of us, to flower and to grow. Most certainly, we will need bracing air and an abundance of food. But first of all, we shall want sunlight. Nothing much can grow in the dark. Meditation is our step out into the sun. How then shall we meditate? The actual experience of meditation and prayer across the centuries is, of course, immersed. Immense. The world's library and place of worship are a treasure trove for all of seekers. It is to be hoped that every AA who has a religious connection which emphasizes meditation will return to the practice of that devotion as never before. But what about the rest of us who, less fortunate, don't even know how to begin? Well, we might start like this. First, let's look at a really good prayer. We won't have far to seek. The great men and women of all religions have left us a wonderful supply. Here, let us consider one that is a classic. Its author was a man who for several hundred years now had been rated as a saint. We won't be biased or scared off by the fact because although we, he was not an alcoholic, he did, like us, go through the emotional ringer and as he came out the other side of that painful experience, this prayer was his expression of what he could then see, feel, and wish to become. Lord, make me a channel of thy peace, that where there is hatred, I may bring love, that where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness, that where there is discord, I may bring harmony, that where there is error, I may bring truth, that where there is doubt, I may bring faith, that where there is despair, I may bring hope, that where there are shadows, I may bring light, that where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand than to be understood, 
to love than to be loved, for it is by self-forgetting that one finds, it is by forgiving that one is forgiven, it is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Amen. As beginners in meditation, we might now reread this prayer several times very slowly, savoring every word and trying to take in the deep meaning of each phrase and idea. It will help if we can drop all resistance to what our friend calls, says, for in meditation, debate has no place. We rest quietly with the thought of someone who knows so that we may experience and learn. As though lying upon a sunlit beach, let us relax and breathe deeply in of the spiritual atmosphere which, which the grace of this prayer surrounds us. Let us become willing to partake and be strengthened and lifted up by the sheer spiritual power, beauty, and love of which these magnificent words are the carriers. Let us look now upon the sea and ponder what its mystery is, and let us lift our eyes to the far horizon, beyond which we shall seek all those wonders still unseen. Chucks, says somebody, this is nonsense. It is impractical. When such thoughts break in, we might recall a little ruefully how much store we used to set up by imagination as it tried to create reality out of bottles. Yes, we reveled in that sort of thinking, didn't we? And though sober nowadays, don't we often try to do much the same thing? Perhaps our trouble was not what that we used our imagination. Perhaps the real trouble was our almost total inability to point imagination towards the right objectives. There's nothing the matter with constructive imagination. All sound achievement rests upon it. After all, no man can build a house until he first envisions a plan for it. Well, meditation is like that too. It helps to envision our spiritual objective before we try to move toward it. So let's get back to the sunlit beach or to the plains or to the mountains, if you prefer, when by such simple devices we have placed ourselves in a mood in which we can focus undisturbed on constructive imagination, we might proceed like this. Once more, we read our prayer and, ga and gain, and again, try to see what its inner essence is. We'll think now about the man who first uttered that prayer. First of all, he wanted to become a channel. Then he asked for the grace to bring love, forgiveness, harmony, truth, faith, hope, light, and joy to everyone, to every human being he could. Next came the expression of an aspiration and a hope for himself. He hoped, God willing, that he might be able to find some of these treasures too. This he would try to do by what he calls self-forgetting. What did he mean by self-forgetting and how did he propose to accomplish that? He thought it better to give comfort than to receive it, better to understand than to be understood, better to forgive than to be forgiven. This much could be a fragment of what is called meditation, perhaps our very first attempt in a mood, a flyer into the realm of the spirit, if you like. It ought to be followed by a good look at where we stand now and a further look at what might happen in our lives 
Where we able to move closer to the ideal we have been trying to glimpse. Meditation is something which we can always be further developed. It has no boundaries, either width or height. Aided by such instructions and examples as we can find, it is essentially an individual adventure, something which each one of us works out his own way, but its object is always the same, to improve our conscious contact with God, with his grace, wisdom, and love. And let us always remember that meditation is in reality intensely practical. One of its first fruits is emotional balance. With it, we can broaden and deepen the channel between ourselves and God as we understand Him.